James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. It is Saturday morning. It is a snow day in the New York area. Please, if you must travel, if you must travel, and only if you must travel, please be safe on the roads out there. Conditions are horrendous. It is cold. It is snowy. The wind is blowing. We have, you just heard the weather forecast. It's not pretty out here. So let's be careful. If you have an elderly neighbor somewhere and you haven't checked in on them, before things get too rough, it might be a good time to just go check in, make sure everything's okay with the neighbors, especially if you've got folks that you know might need something or you suspect they might need something. Good day to try that as well. Let's get through this uh, this nor'easter snow bomb, as they're calling it, as safely as possible, folks. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here. Yes, if you want to be part of our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, there is a telephone number that you can use, 800-848-WABC. Is that number? 800-848-9222. And we have a lot to talk about. Of course, yesterday was one of the saddest days in memory and also a day that should fill New Yorkers with inspiration. Inspiration when you think about the life of young, now detective first grade Jason Rivera, whose services were held yesterday at St. Patrick. I got to tell you, I was teary-eyed looking at some of the images that came there, the the sea of blue, the, the, the photographs of New York City police officers in the thousands lining up to pay respects to their fallen to their fallen colleague were just astounding as well as the thousands of New Yorkers who showed up to show appreciation for this young man. Uh, little teary over his wife as well, admitting that they had an argument the day before. And of course, um, glad she un, un, unburdened herself with that. It was very, very moving, very touching. And we have another funeral next week, as you heard. Um, uh, Detective Rivera's partner, Wilbur Mora, will be laid to rest this coming week. What a sad week. There's other news. And, of course, the widow, Dominique, took time in her speech to call out Alvin Bragg yesterday. And that was pretty remarkable. Today there's <clears throat> excuse me today's there's news that Governor Hochul, the unelected governor of New York, has had a sit down with Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, and she supposedly, according to the New York Post, laid down the law. Now I am skeptical. Kathy Hochul can hide behind this tough facade, but she is one of the Democrats, one of these progressives that supported this bail reform movement that has flooded New York, flooded our streets with criminals. So all this talk about how brave and strong she is and going to sit down and read old Alvin Bragg, the riot act, I'm viewing this with skepticism. According to the New York Post, Governor... Kathy Hochul, the unelected governor of New York, said that safety and justice must go hand in hand. 
She says her highest priority is protecting the the safety of New Yorkers. Well, if that's the case, Governor Hochul, why don't you immediately call to rescind this bail reform movement that you and other progressives inflicted on New York that has let these criminals roam loose? Ms. Hochul says she will continue to work with all of our district attorneys, Mayor Eric Adams, the New York Police Department, and every New Yorker who is working to restore our sense of security and enforce our laws. Mr. Bragg has been under continuous fire. And according to this and other reports, he is said to now be rethinking his positions. Mr. Bragg released his own statement following that meeting. He said that he and the unelected governor shared vision for public safety and commitment to enforce the law, including included the importance of accountability, preventing shoplifting by breaking up burglary rings, keeping the train safe, deterring brazen conduct, and reducing gun violence. Words, get the criminals back in jail. Get rid of this silly bond reform movement that AOC and other New York progressives demanded. Right now, it's all words. It's all talk. We may get a reprise because many criminals don't like to go out in the snow and the wind. They can't find their prey because people are staying home, so they stay home too. But the criminals are still out there, thanks to these progressives. Now, while she touts on one hand law and order, Ms. Hochul has also announced that the max and vaccine mandate that she put in place, which has been knocked down by the courts, she's going to extend it anyway. So, so much for following the law, eh? In Pennsylvania, there was a big case yesterday. Pennsylvania courts declared that the state's mail-in voting law was unconstitutional. And this is what many of us have been saying all along since that last election. Democrat judges who are elected in Pennsylvania wrote their own laws. They are not supposed to write laws. That is the process of the legislative branch. And this little vote-in, mail-in scheme that they put in place there, which allowed for who knows how many votes that could not be accounted for as being valid, who knows how many of them were included in total? I don't know. They don't know. Now, of course, Democrats in the state are rushing in Pennsylvania to the state Supreme Court to see whether they can get their Democrat pals on the Supreme Court to overturn this ruling. We shall see. This case has the potential, I'm not predicting it, but it has the potential to one day make it to the Supreme Court or at least the appellate divisions in federal court. 
This was a brazen runaround of law, which is what Democrats do, and they do it brazenly. Look at what they did. We talked about this earlier this week with this ERA amendment. When the ERA amendment was proposed way, 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 way back in the day, there was a seven-year limitation on getting 38 states to sign on to it. Democrats didn't make it happen. So they came back, and legally, through Congress, they gave themselves an extension. They didn't get the 38 states during the extension. So the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment, was effectively dead. Years and years afterwards, Virginia signed on as the 38th state. This happened fairly recently. And all of a sudden now, Democrats and the partisan hacks that run the Democrat Party Department of Justice for our nation are now pushing to get the ERA into law, even though it violates the law. This is what Democrats do. They are brazen. They don't care about the law. They bend it. They shape it to whatever meets their political objectives. And you see it time and time again. There are two standards of law. There are becoming, we are becoming a two-tiered system in this country. One, one set of laws for Democrats and whatever they want to inflict on society, the other set of laws for everyone else. You look at the way that they've handled COVID. These Democrat governors make laws for everyone else, and then they go out and brazenly ignore the laws when they want to. The governor of Michigan did that. She violated her own travel mandates. Went out of state. Oh, because I had to go see my dad. Well, everyone else has dads, too. Somewhere. Gavin Newsom did it. He went to some high-end restaurant, had a great old party with he and his rich pals out there while at the same time mandating that people in his state couldn't do the same thing that he did. Nancy Pelosi does it, goes to get her hair, if that's her hair, done at some shop that she had especially opened for her, while at the same time telling her fellow Californians they can't get theirs done. Nancy Pelosi goes maskless, as does Joe Biden, as does Jen Psaki, as done all the rest of them, when they want to, while telling you you're supposed to wear masks. When you have a, a Republican governor that actually, like Doug Yunkin in the new governor of Virginia, that says, okay, we're not going to do this mask mandate for schools. What do liberals do? What do Democrats do? The Democrats say, screw you. We're going to demand it anyway. They do not follow the law. Look at what is going on with immigration. There's a great story today. I believe it's in the uh, Washington Post. I'm, I'm sorry, no, no, no. In the New York Post, a, an opinion piece from Rob Astorino, the Westchester executive, talking about how he, how he and others uncovered this scheme from the Biden administration to actually violate American laws on immigration. Here it is. Here's the headline. With secrets, lies, and cries of racism, Biden covers up huge influx of illegal immigrants. And this is by Rob Astorino, 
Westchester County executive who said he was notified of secret overnight flights coming into Westchester County Airport, transporting thousands of illegal immigrants who were apprehended at the southern border. He started asking questions publicly. Who's on those planes? Have they been vetted? Have they been COVID tested? How many flights? How many more are scheduled? Where are these illegal immigrants being placed? Who's paying for all of this? Have background checks been done, especially on the results? You know what he got for that? We're asking these valid questions about people that were being let into this country and then flown around and dumped into New York illegally. He said what happened next was entirely predictable. He and other residents were called racist, xenophobic. We're simply asking Is the law being followed? Of course, Democrats don't follow the law. And then they attack you as being racist, bigoted, because they don't. He cites New York Post journalist Miranda Devine, who did an investigation, who found that many of these undocumented individuals were indeed being settled in Westchester, Long Island, and other New York suburbs. They got body cam footage of these flights coming in. Some of the people on the flights, one of them even complained that this is a betrayal of the American people. And of course it is. But Democrats ignore the law. This is, if it were pursued, and I have to tell you, there are two New York congressmen, including one of the 13 who threw Joe Biden the lifeline, Maliotokis out in Staten Island when she voted for that phony infrastructure package. But she's been on fire recently, demanding, demanding some accountability. And she actually said, this is, these are grounds for impeachment. Now, you know what? I know that many of you, like me, get sick every time there's a president that whoever the, the opposite party is, immediately they go, impeach, 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 impeach. It's like, can you not? Can we get past this, even if you don't like the president, even if you really don't like the president at the time, can we just get through four years with this person, whoever they are, without all this impeachment stuff? But guess what, folks? This is a ground for impeachment. And Maliotokis and the other uh, representative, I'm forgetting the name um, right now, are absolutely right because we have a federal law that says these people are not supposed to be coming into the border through the border illegally. And what Joe Biden and his administration are doing, what Democrats do, which was the whole point in all of this, ignore the law, bend the law when it suits them. They are now dumping them all over the United States, which is aiding and abetting illegal immigration. They are breaking the law. And by the way, if you listen to my podcast series on the border, which I highly recommend, Todd Benzman, who is doing award-winning work on the basis of the content he's producing, has found how this is being financed. Maybe we ought to call Westchester County Executive Astorino and tell him how this is being financed. Because the United Nations and <clears throat> the United Nations is involved with the financing of this. And some of the financing that the United Nations is providing 
to get these immigrants. And they are not just coming from South America. They are also flowing in from the African continent. They are also flowing in from points in the Caribbean because they've all figured it out. All you have to do is get to Guatemala. From there, get to Mexico. And from there, you can illegally penetrate the United States. This is all being financed with dollars, big dollars, and some of them are your tax dollars, fueling the surge of illegal immigration. But it all comes down to the same thing, whether it's election law in Pennsylvania where judges write the law, whether it's the lawlessness that we saw throughout the Obama administration with Hillary Clinton, openly and brazenly ignoring federal law on government communications and illegally using her personal servers and her personal communications channel to conduct government business, which is a total violation of federal law, whether it's that, whether it's the cover-up of what really happened in Benghazi, whether it's the cover-up of Fast and Furious where nothing was ever done when we had border agents killed by guns that allegedly were shipped into Mexico by the United States in an effort to stir up criticism over gun trafficking with Fast and Furious. We never get the answers to those questions. You can go back to Clinton's first term, Bill Clinton's first term, and the lawlessness that was never accounted for there. You can go back to Arkansas if you want to and just look at a pattern of lawlessness. But you can go to almost every single leadership position, whether it's COVID and them breaking their own rules. No matter what it is, there are two sets of laws. Democrats have their own laws, which they woefully ignore. Hunter Biden is walking around with not a care in the world. Nancy Pelosi's son, it was revealed yesterday, is involved in yet another FBI um, investigation concerning bribery and all sorts of whether bribing public officials to get a result. Nothing happens to these high-powered Democrats because they have their own set of laws, as do progressives. They'll tell you and your children, you must do this, you must do that, you must get this vax, you must get this, wear this mask, and they ignore the laws themselves when they want to go out and party. Look at this big shindig Obama threw up in uh, Massachusetts. They don't care about the law and following it. They only want to use the law to beat you down. And this is a pattern that must be corrected in America. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. Again, telephone number 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Later in today's show, we will be graced with Her Majesty's presence, Princess Di. And also, we're going to be talking about the Joe Biden nomination of a black woman to the Supreme Court as he promised identity politics and some of the ramifications there, as well as everything else in the news. Again, snow day, be very careful traveling. Travel only if you must on the roads of New York. Check in on your elderly neighbors. Make sure they're okay. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy, with you here on WABC. We're coming right back after this. Oh, knows politics. 
and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Living Color. W. A. B. C. Talk Radio 77. The crown jewel of American radio. Saturday morning. It's our Saturday morning. Radio extravaganza. The Like Mussolini and Kennedy. All right, here's something. Talk about a cult of personality. This fits right in. Apparently, and this is in Newsweek.com, Anthony Fauci has lost trust with Americans as confidence in the CDC plummets. That's according to the latest polling. The poll of 1,656 adults between January 11th and 17th has a 3%, 3 3.3% margin of error. It found that confidence in whether Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, gave trustworthy pandemic advice, has fallen to 65%, down from 71%. More than one-third, 35% of the people surveyed said they weren't confident in Fauci. And that was up from 29%. Meanwhile, confidence in the CDC has also dropped five percentage points. Now, guess who these liberals over at um, uh, Newsweek blame for this? They blame conservatives. Listen to their opening uh, paragraph. Conservative media attacks. On the country's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, have eroded the confidence that Americans have in what he says about COVID, a poll has found. So it's conservative media responsible, not Dr. Fauci's flip-flops, his continuous flip-flops, not the CDC coming out with one stance, one hour, next hour saying something entirely different. Well, maybe not the next hour. Maybe that's a slight exaggeration. But they have offered advice that then they've gone back and offered different advice that contradicts the first one. Fauci has been under criticism, especially when it comes to this gain of research business. There was a story uh, yesterday, he didn't get to it, that many of the doctors who came out and many of these scientists who came out hesitant and who came out saying, oh, we don't think that maybe that this COVID thing came from a lab. They were, they were really hesitant about saying it public In their emails, they were all discussing it. So they're sitting lying to the American public. And yet, who does Newsweek blame for this? Conservative media. Dr. Fauci has lost trust with the American people because of Dr. Fauci. 
The CDC is losing trust with Americans because of the CDC. It isn't because of conservative media attacks. And thank goodness we have brave people in our Senate, like Senator Rand Paul, who is unafraid to call Dr. Fauci out. And we need more of that. James Golden with you, a.k.a. Bo Snerdy. We're coming back. We're going to start with your calls after this. Now, here's the soul of excellence. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC. Ruth and Camille are working it in the background here. We've got a great roster of calls coming up. Thank you, Camille. Got my chief engineer. Always got Soko hooking me up down here. Rolling Stones bring us back. Hey, you, get off of my snow cloud. Saturday morning, I'm going to let it play a little bit. Connecticut. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. Eddie, what's on your mind? Hey, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Do you remember Irving Simmons? I do not. Refresh. Okay. I used to stand on the side of the Rush Limbaugh TV show. Okay. Yes, of course I remember Irv. If you just said Irv from the Rush Limbaugh show, I would remember. Irv was Rush's driver. Do you believe in blood money? Okay, where is all of this going? You're a dirty nigger. Oh, you again. Yeah, I thought I recognized your voice. This is Archibald calling in, not Eddie. Hey, hey, Eddie. Yeah, it's nice how you can, you know, you're going to reform one of these days. I just know it. Now, let us continue on the telephone. This guy calls and he gets through. But that's all right. He's going to reform one day. He's going to become a better person. We're going to pray for him that he becomes a better human being. Let us go, ladies and gentlemen, to Virginia and Derek in Virginia. Derek, welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. What's on your mind this morning? Bo, I just I wanted to tell you, I, I'm, I'm not somebody that calls into radio stations. I tried calling into Rush two times, got to you. 
and you kept me on hold forever. Didn't let me speak a lot, but that's that's your job, and you I'm did sorry. a great job at it. <laughs> no, 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 you did a great job. But I just wanted to tell you, since Rush's passing, we've had a great void, and your Rush on the Radio series was phenomenal. I loved it. I've listened to it ten times, easy. Um, Thank you. But with that being said, I was missing – Rush on the radio, because that's what I listen to all the time, 12 to 3 since 94, since I was in high school. And Rush just had that personal touch that when you listen to him, it was like you were listening to a family member. And no disrespect to, to the show that's on now, no disrespect, don't get me wrong, but they miss, they're missing that touch. And I said, I told my friend, I said, I wish Bo would have a radio, a, a radio show. I would listen to that after listening to Rush on the radio. Then you started sending out the BS emails, and I was like, this is cool. I don't even know how I got that email, but I, I love getting those emails twice a day. That's just like the highlight of my day. And then down at the bottom, it said you could listen to you on the radio, and I started downloading the podcast. And it's just a great show, and it's I feel like your topics are more positive, and you get that positive spin on it. And I just wanted to tell you that it's kind of filled that void of rush, and and no one could ever replace Rush, but you you've come pretty darn close. And I just want to tell you thank you. And it's literally the highlight of my day now is listening to you. So thank you. Derek, I am blown away. Thank you. I could what a compliment. And thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for mentioning we are sending out an email blast twice a day. Boastnerly.com. Sign up. You can at uh, boastnerly.com, James Golden. Um, and we're doing that in combination with American Wire News is helping to power my email blast coming out uh, every day. And it comes out with news stories that I think that you folks might be interested in. And so we're doing that. There is a podcast series that I did for iHeart. Um, and that was, um, of course, a celebration of Rush's life and what he meant to the radio business. And that can still be found. I have my own podcast now series that is starting on WABC here. And you can find that across uh, podcast platforms, including our what I think should be an award winning podcast on the border, because we are breaking news here that you're not going to find anywhere else. And of course, the book Rush on the Radio, which you can find at Amazon or anywhere else um, that sells books, which is my tribute to to rush and so derek i really appreciate those words i appreciate your call thank you so much especially after our first call from archibald so thank you appreciate that uh let's go to gail gail i don't i'm not sure where you where are you calling from gail upper west side manhattan all right gail what's on your mind this morning thank you for calling uh i'm it's nice to talk with you. I enjoy your show. I'm calling about the murders of the two young policemen up in Harlem. Yes. Um, like everybody else, I'm real upset about it. I'm also very upset that the mother of the killer, LaShawn McNeil, is getting a pass, seems to be. Um, she lied to the police about her. She needs to be charged with a crime for her responsibility for the killings. She lied to the police about her son having a gun. She must have known he had a gun. He had not just one, but three guns hiding in the bedroom. He was a gun fanatic since childhood. She she was asked if he had a gun. She denied it. She just said when when she called for help that he had a problem. And um, she may have set these two uh, cops up, in my opinion. Um, when, then when they arrived, they weren't prepared for anyone 
armed. She didn't tell him them that her son was hiding in the bedroom. She just sent them down the hall like lambs being led to the slaughter, and they weren't prepared at all. Here her son was hiding in the bedroom, locked and loaded, ready for them, pressed against the door, jumped out and ambushed them and a hail of bullets. And now she's saying she's sorry. She wished she hadn't called. And the glimpse I had of her, she seems to be enjoying her minute in the spotlight with hair just uh, perfectly coiffed and fancy manicure, and and no one's questioning it. I find it sickening. Gail, you raise some very interesting points here, and perhaps by you raising them, public awareness will coalesce and people will start questioning whether this needs to be investigated. Based on everything that you've said here in news reports, I wondered about that too. I wondered when she said her son, because she she made a statement saying that her son has been mentally ill for quite some time. Right. <clears throat> and was that said to the police and, 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 and did mentally ill? I think the whole recording, her call needs to be released. Yes. And we need to see that entire call that she made, the 911 call, needs to be released. And we need to see exactly what was said. And if you are correct and none of this was mentioned, then she does need to be questioned as to what she knew and what she didn't know. And I tell you what, there was an AR-15 that was loaded under the bed. You're right about the other weapons in the house. And, uh, you know, that kid at Oxford, the kid that did the school shooting, who's now pleading insanity um, at the Oxford High School, his parents are in jail as well because they knew he had a gun. They knew he was a threat. And law enforcement's taking that very seriously now. So with all this talk about what what, what, uh, D.A. Briggs and, and Governor Hochul are saying that they want public safety, they need to address this, Gail. Yes, yep. Thank you for Thank the call. You. Thank James you, Golden, sir. a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here at WABC. If you would like to be part of today's program, don't forget we have Princess Die coming up in the next hour. The number, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We are coming back. More of your calls will be part of today's program on our radio extravaganza. I'm going to urge you, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, if there was someone elderly in your neighborhood that you know about, even if you haven't, Go on over and introduce yourself. Before the snow gets too bad, go knock on the door. Find out if they're okay. Find out if they need anything. This is a bad storm we are in. If you don't have to be on the road, stay off the roads. If it is not an absolute necessity for you to get on the highways, stay off the highways. There's a lot of public transportation that is not running or not running on schedule. Double, triple check if you have to leave the house, how you're getting there, how you're getting back. This is not a joke. This storm is real and it's coming in bad. Let's all be safe and let's look after each other. James Golden, WABC, Talk Radio 77, coming back after this. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on 77 WABC. Camille, what Camille? What do you mean he 
again. He's on the line. That guy's on the line again. All right. We now welcome Archie Schmegnow, the former president of the white supremacist National Union, who's now trying to be a better human being. He's here to ask advice and seek guidance from Bo, because not being racist is complicated. A child is black. All right, where's Archie? Where's Archie? Where's Archie? Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Let's go back to the telephones. Victoria, Long Island, what's on your mind this morning? It's been on my mind ever since it ever happened, the killing. That mother set them up without a doubt. She set those police officers up and sent them down that hall to meet her their killer. That mother should be arrested, and she should be in jail right now. She set them up. You know why? why? Because if she was a decent woman, and she had a problem with her son about his dinner, whatever. She should have met them in the hallway and told them, look, this is the story. He's a mentally ill. He's got guns in his room. She knew there was guns in that bedroom. Don't let them go in there. Tell the police. That's what I would do. A decent person would have before they entered that apartment. She should have made them aware that he is mentally ill. He's got whatever problems. I advise you not to go in there because he does have guns. Let me tell you something, Bo. Mm -hmm. When you you call 911 for any reason, you know what they ask you? Is there guns in the house? They ask you. Yeah, are there guns in the house? What they ask. And that woman was not honest with anyone. She knew. Don't tell me she didn't know that there was guns in Well, there. you know, us believing that, that was, she, let, let, let me just say this, and, and I say this with all due respect, saying that we, that someone knew and proving that they knew are two different things. But I hear everything that you're saying, and this, and what, and I also hear the anger that is under the bottom of this for you, that this is just so horrific, this cannot be swept under the rug. Do I have it right? Are you feeling passionate about this, angry about what has of happened here? I, as soon as I heard it, I said, what the hell? The woman led them into their, into, into evil. She should have made them aware of what was going on. She could have prevented this. Let me tell you something. She could have. But they walked into the A evil. slaughter. They walked into a slaughter. That's what they did, and she led them in there. <clears throat> well, she I hope led. that there's, you know, folks, you're hearing what should there be. Won't be. There won't be any justice. You know why? Why? Because 
there's evil ever since my President Trump, they took the election away from him. You know what? Let me just say this about President Trump. Do you know who has now come out? Believe it or not, this is a headline today. The left-wing liberal radio host, Charlemagne Dagad. There's a new story today that says he wishes Trump were back in office because at least with that MFR, that's what those are his words, at least with that MFR, we knew where everything stood. Unbelievable. I agree with that totally because um, let me tell you something. What I'm witnessing between the border and people are just coming into this, what's happening. It's never, and they, with pre, my president, they would, this would have never taken place, never. They're, the lawlessness that you are seeing, and this lawlessness is scary. Thank you so much for the call. We have time for one more. We're going to squeeze in at least one more. Chris in Minnesota, welcome WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley. Hello, Bo. It's Chris Bowler calling. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Chris? Good, good. I just wanted to make a, a couple of brief call or brief um, brief comments. One is about the CDC losing confidence. I think that you're right. They are losing confidence, but not because of the conservatives, but just because of results. And I think the root cause really is, I think that the that 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 the COVID was lab developed. All the DNA evidence seems to support that. When you listen, so, I have to dig out that story. Because what you're saying, you know, to to some people, that might sound like they want you thrown off Spotify. Like Joni Mitchell now has joined Neil Young, saying that that she wants all her songs off Spotify because they can't stand Joe Rogan spreading misinformation. It's like these people are such bullies, you know. Um, but right. by well, the way, if you study the science, I mean, right. the scientists tell us this. It has nothing to do right. with it. And even our intelligence agencies know things that aren't being told, you know. You know, uh, let so. me just tell you, before you go further, when this thing, when COVID in the first year, I called a friend of mine who is, I'm not going to mention his name because he is mm-hmm. known. He's a known member of the intelligence community. And I asked him, okay, I need to know what is the thinking about the origins of this COVID? And I will tell you what he said. Now, again, this is one person's opinion from the United States intelligence community at the time. And this, I am not saying this as a matter of fact. I am relaying a conversation to you. He said it was his and other people in the intelligence community's belief that this was an intentional release of a man-made virus to get back at the United States because of our trade war with China. And China saw this as the only way out that they could cripple our economy because their economy was beginning to tank because of President Trump finally calling them into account. Now, this is one person's opinion from the intelligence community. Again, I am not stating it as fact. I am not saying that it is a a recognized theory. I'm not going there. I'm sharing with you an opinion from one person in the intelligence community. But now that has been buttressed by other people saying that 
from the scientific community that the way that this virus is moving and the way that it is constructed, it definitely appears to be whether it was released on purpose or accidentally game of function. Yes, yes, you're you're absolutely right. And I've talked to at least three in intelligence, and, and I can't release any names, obviously, but it's... Uh... Anyway, I, I, I wanted to also mention that, um, you know, we are seeing a lot of planes. Hey, Archie or Archibald, which do you prefer? Uh, you can uh, you can call me whatever whatever you prefer. I, uh, call me Arch. We'll be real informal like that. Okay, Arch. Your voice sounds familiar. Did uh, hit a couple beers last uh, Saturday. and uh, That was you. I was checking my phone and I got a couple calls in there. Did I have... Uh, yeah, you called me, and I, you called me a name. I, I, I have no memory of the situation. That's uh, what they call a uh, blackout. I had a blackout. Oh, blackout yeah. figures. Yeah. So anyway, what's on your mind today, Arch? Well, I, I'm finding that uh, I, I resigned my position, as as you know, from the... Uh, the uh, White supremacist national yeah, union? That, that was the, yeah, the president. That was the president. And I'm trying to be a better person. Okay. And I understand now that you are a person of a certain... Uh, persu- I'm a person of color. Persuade. I was going to say persuasion. You said, you said, is that okay? Can I say person of, of uh, color? Yeah, you can say that. Okay. Person, person of color. All right, Mr. Person of color. Uh, yeah, I, I had a situation back when I. You can also say you're a black guy. Black guy. Let me write this down. Okay. Black guy. All right. Uh, I had a situation back uh, when I was working at the uh, society. Uh, the union, the, the white union. supremacist national uh, union. If, if, if that's what you prefer to call it. Yeah. We uh, we had a job opening and uh, we, we posted it. Uh, we said we wanted a uh, somebody that could do this and that, and that we wanted them to be uh, white and uh, and a man. And it didn't. It didn't go over well with the A double O C P or whatever it's called. Yeah, you talking about the Equal Opportunity Commission? Yeah, yeah, them, those people. So they they were all riding this. This girl called Anita calls us and she's like, "You can't do this." Really? Did you send her a pubic hair on a coke can or something? No, I'm a racist. I'm not a. Uh, oh, whatever. Pervert. Okay. So okay. So so okay. So what's your question? That she told you you couldn't just say, okay, here's a job opening. We only want white guys to apply. What's, your, what's, what's the issue here? I thought I understood all this, and I was living happily with myself for the past week or two, other than that phone call we uh, that we had. Yeah. And uh, I, I, the Supreme Court, uh, I don't know if it's a job opening per se, but the, the, the posting I saw is that they're looking for a, uh, can I say, a black lady of color. You could say that if you must. But, uh, yeah, so I, I'm just, I'm confused. So uh, they can say that. Is that right? That's right? Oh, Please. I get it. So in other words, Arch, you don't understand how you couldn't say you're looking for a white guy to fill a job, but Joe Biden can tell the world he's just looking for a black woman. Nobody else need apply. You said it, not me, and you're the black man. Okay. That's so right. Okay. So let me help you with this, Okay. You got to look at things the way that liberals look at things if you're going to understand this. There's two sets of rules, Arch. One, you're a white guy, I presume, since you were the president of the White Supremacist National Union. You in America can't say you're looking for a white guy to fill a position because that's racist. On the other hand, Joe Biden, you see, 
is trying to make up for past amends. There have been no black women on the Supreme Court ever. Mm -hmm. So what he's saying is no white guys, no Asians, no Native Americans, no anybody else but black women and black liberal women need apply. Okay, so we got uh, no uh, Pacific. So are you are you really asking me when it all comes down to it, Archer? Are you asking me if Joe Biden is a racist? Well, we, I, 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 he can't be racist. He's the president of the United States. He's a racist. You shouldn't say things like that. He's a racist. Well, I didn't say it. You're the black man. That's right. And remember that. I'm the black man. What about a, uh, I know a lot of people are into this whole uh, sex change. We're not going there today. We'll do that next time. That, uh, But can you be a supreme? Uh... No, you can't supremacist anything anymore. Your day with supremacy is over, right? Remember, you don't want to be a racist anymore, and it's complicated. Now, Kamala Harris, she's a Jamaican. Can she qualify? No, she's not going to qualify for anything. All right, I got a meeting to go to. All right. 12 steps. See you later. Goodbye. Thank you for your time, Mr. Blackman. Thank you, Arch. Yes. Uh, James Golden here with you on WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And we are in our number two. You can give us a call, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. That story I referenced earlier is in AmericanWireNews.com. Fed up, Charlemagne the God says even Democrats want Trump back. Quote, we know where that MFR stands, end quote. And Mr. The God says, what is going to be the boogeyman? Who's going to be the boogeyman? <clears throat> We're not scared of dictatorship. We're not scared of authoritarian rule. We're not scared of minority rule. We are not. I'm hearing it. I'm listening to people be like, man, where's Trump? Get this MFR out of here. I'm serious. Democrats feel like they would rather get it wrong. Like, you know, at least we know where that MFR stands. These MFRs are gassing us up, lying to us, promising us SHI. They didn't deliver. Charlemagne, the God, Mr. The God, is quite unhappy, apparently, with what is going on in the nation under Joe Biden. And I wonder how many Democrats out there. <laughs> I wonder, is this is this something that's sweeping across Democrat 
ele- the Democrat electorate in the rank and file, of course, not elected Democrat. Uh, later this hour, coming up after actually the first breaks, Her Highness, Her Majesty, Her Royalnessness, Princess Di joins us. And I've got to tell you, folks, we have got a lot to discuss with Princess Di. We're going to be taking your phone calls as well in our second hour here of our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. There is COVID news, other COVID news than trust in that besides the story we already did, that uh, Anthony Fauci is losing the trust of the American people, and so is the CDC. Newsweek blames that on conservative media. And that is that Omicron, the highly contagious coronavirus variant, is sweeping across the country. It is driving the American death toll higher than during last fall's Delta wave. Omicron, estimated to account for nearly all the virus circulating in the nation right now. Omicron. And, and i got to tell you, whatever I don't know what strain of COVID I had. And yes, I was vaccinated. Yes, I was vaccinated. And it was terrible. It was beyond belief terrible. Beyond belief terrible. Okay, I'm not the only one that was vaccinated that has a case that got COVID. Senator Mitt Romney, Utah, has tested positive for a breakthrough case of COVID-19. His office said yesterday, Senator Romney tested positive for COVID-19. He is currently asymptomatic. He'll be isolating, working remotely for the recommended period of time. Mrs. Romney, his wife, has tested negative. So Mitt Romney is going into isolation. Yes, I can hear you. Say, stay there. Now, whether this is a big story, and we're not going to have time to go through it all, but it is an interesting story. Those of you who would like to follow it up, I urge you, it may be behind the paywall of the Washington Post, but sometimes they give you one, two, three stories for free. And the story is about Democrats and Amazon. Democrats used to see Amazon's good fortune as linked to their own. They don't anymore. The pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic, has been very good, very good for Amazon. I got to tell you, I, I, I'll just confess, I'm an Amazonaholic now. I mean, every week it seems like I'm ordering between Whole Foods which, you know, I know, yeah, 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 the prices and all that stuff. But Whole Foods has stuff I can't get anywhere else. I know they're a bunch of liberals. But anyway, between Whole Foods, which is owned by Amazon, as is the Amazon Prime Washington Post, this story they didn't say, oh, by the way, Jeff Bezos owns us too. But Amazon is doing extremely well because people like me, Keep ordering stuff from them. Amazon is expanding its nationwide warehouse workforce of 20,000 by 5,000 people. So they'll have 25,000 people working warehouse. But apparently Democrats now are not as friendly with Amazon as they used to be. The pandemic, the Washington Post says, has been great for tech giants. Regular life has shifted online, school, office work, entertainment. 
There's more demand than ever for all the products from these tech giants. But meanwhile, Democrats, whose fortunes used to be aligned with that of big tech, are struggling. They're struggling as the pandemic's continuance has exposed major rifts in the Democrat Party's coalition over which it which approach it takes, whether they want to try to contain big tech or whether they want to still work with big tech. And the Washington Post goes on to say the rift, this rift with Democrats has been visible in the off-year elections. Democrats lost the governor's race in Virginia, nearly lost the one in even bluer New Jersey, both contests dominated by education. A year when schools in blue states remain closed, while states like Florida and South Dakota, with Republican governors, by the way, it's not in the story, I'm just adding this, were open because Republicans believe in freedom, and we see what these dictatorial Democrats believe in. Anyway, interesting article if you want to try to give it a shot over at the Washington Post this morning. There's also an interesting analysis about this. Maybe you've heard about this. This is from Reuters. A judge, and yes, this is a single solitary judge. Surprise decision. He canceled the Biden administration's first Gulf of Mexico oil lease auction because he says climate change hasn't been examined enough. This was an Obama judge, and the challenge was brought by this environmental wacko group, Earth Justice. The judge just tossed out the Biden administration's auction plans entirely. But now the left are looking at this as a victory for Joe Biden, believe it or not. Because now they're saying, oh, Biden, now you can get on board with all this climate change stuff. Forget about oil and gas like you promised during the campaign. Forget about exploring and finding new oil and gas, and let's get off it. That analysis from Reuters today. There is a lot of frustration over in Loudoun County. Loudoun County, Virginia, the epicenter of the governor's race down in Virginia. Now, get this. You've heard about this case. Many of you have that follow the news that ignited this. This is where this father was dragged out of the school board meeting there for complaining because his daughter was sexually assaulted, as it turns out, sexually assaulted by a transvestite. And the school system refused to acknowledge it. They said, the school board, it didn't happen. Well, it did happen. The father was there complaining about it. They dragged the father out like he was some criminal. Now, long and short of that story is that it was a 15-year-old boy, transvestite boy, that that sexually assaulted his daughter. But it turns out this same 15-year-old had assaulted another girl as well. A judge, ladies and gentlemen, a judge in Loudoun County, Virginia, has reversed her previous order, and this 15-year-old who is now found to be guilty of two sexual assaults against young girls in schools 
is not being required to register as a sex offender. What is going on? The father of one of these girls is absolutely livid. The judge's name is Pamela Brooks. She overruled her own decision that this teenager convicted in two sex crimes, two sex crimes, both with underage girls in school, will not have to register as a sexual offender. There was also a case like this in Los Angeles, and by the way, out in Los Angeles with this radical, this radical DA who makes Alvin Bragg look like a look like a law and order prosecutor, the voters may have a chance. In the Los Angeles, in Los Angeles, he is being it is the recall movement is being allowed to continue. That this is that prosecutor, Los Angeles County Registrar, has approved the recall petition for District Attorney George Gasson. They can now, the campaign organizers, can now start collecting signatures in their second bid to remove this progressive, another one of these who lets criminals out of jail, lets them wander the streets and harm other citizens. One of those recall organizers, Desiree Andrade and Tanyon said, we are sick and tired of living in the pro-criminal paradise Gasson has created. He turned his back on us, and now his policies are destroying Los Angeles County right before our eyes and needlessly creating more innocent victims. He, like Mr. Alvin uh, Brad continued to defend their p- policies, questioning whether stiff penalties, longer sentences, and punishment without rehabilitation helps. An investment on prisons is not a good one, he told the Los Angeles Times columnist Stephen Lopez. The investment on prisons is not a good one. This is what the district attorney in Los Angeles, Mr. Progressive, has said. But good news for the residents of lawless, progressive Los Angeles. The county registrar's office approved the new recall position Thursday. The organizers now have to gather signatures of support from 10% of the county's registered voted more than, that's a little bit more than half a million people. They have until July 6th. And if they're able to get the signatures, they can put this recall measure on the ballot and get rid of this progressive who is ruining Los Angeles. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. When we get back, Princess Die. Don't go away. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, is on 77 WABC. Bazia joins us on WABC Talk Radio 77.
It's time for a radio royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Die. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Her Majesty, Her Royalnessness, Her Highnessness. The Queen has commanded, well, the Princess has commanded, and you know her commands are my demands, or something like that. Her wishes my demand, or command, that I not call her her worshipfulness anymore. That's a little bit blasphemous. And so we'll honor that and just say... Her Royal Highnessness is now among us, the meal mortars. Welcome, Princess Diana. <laughs> Thank you, Sir James of the Golden Order. I now knight you. <laughs> oh, I like that. The Golden yeah. Order. Yeah, that exactly is a ring to right. it. Yeah. It does. Now listen, Diana. This week I kind of went off on a tear because these new these new inf- these new numbers came out about how. Oh, my goodness, we have the best economy right now since Ronald Reagan. This is the best economy. Why? We haven't had economic growth like this. It's off the charts. And I'm questioning this. I'm skeptical. I'm like, wait a minute. We have a supply chain problem. The the shelves are empty. We've had worker shortages. We're into now the second plus actually year of COVID. We've had economic shutdowns in major cities. And some of them have not recovered. New York hasn't recovered. Some of these other cities are still struggling. How in the world do we have economic growth that is the best since Ronald Reagan? Well, we don't. I mean, your instincts are right on the money. And in fact, this is a princess principle, always be skeptical. I have several principles, and I will tell them over the weeks if you keep me on the air. But yes, I will. Of course, skeptical. I like this. Wait, the princess principle. What is this princess principle? Always, always be skeptical. Raising my children, that was the one sentence I told them always to remember in life, and it engenders critical thinking. And in this case, when something doesn't feel right, it doesn't sound right. It's not right. And I just want to give you a little economic information. It's a little bit uh, in the weeds, but I think it's worth talking about. Okay. How the GDP is calculated, the gross domestic um, product of all the uh, economic activity in this great country. And it's got four parts to it. One is consumption, private consumption. That's all of us buying things, selling things. And the second is investment. That's all of us in our 401ks and all the corporations' investments. It's all of the private investments. So you've got the consumption, private, investment, private, government spending. And then the fourth thing is net exports. And this is really interesting because net exports, They calculate all of our exports, which is the great America sending things out into the world, but they subtract imports. It is the only negative in the GDP measurement. And the question is, 
is the Biden administration cooking the books on imports? And evidence is they may well be. And that is why your instincts are correct. The port of Los Angeles, which is America's biggest port, with all of those ships in their containers, as far as the eye can see, which has been a definite political problem for Biden, they delayed their reporting for December. So in this calculation of GDP, where you've got consumption plus investment plus government spending plus net exports, which subtracts imports, they did not include the imports in our biggest port. And that is oh, why man. the number is so good. The whole thing is fr- – okay. It, it's funny business. It is funny business. And the other thing, interestingly enough, you remember Biden went out to Los Angeles or he focused on the big port and their container ships, and he said, I'm going to focus on this like a laser beam. I'm going to fix it. And supposedly – he came up with a solution in which that port would run 24 hours. And that's where the news media left. They say, well, Biden fixed it. We got no supply chain problem. Well, it is not well reported. But what happened was the state of California moved those ships 40 miles offshore. So you can't see them anymore. They're still there. And the other thing is, by Biden running the port 24-7, he added another shift between 3 a.m. and 8 a.m. for people to unload the containers. Nobody signed up for it. Nobody wanted to work 3 a.m. So, in fact, there have been fewer containers unloaded than there were before. So everything about that, and I've been paying attention to the supply chain numbers and and all of that, thanks to a reporter and a website known as Conservative Treehouse. If you want to follow that, this is something that that website does track, the actual numbers, the actual data. And so to me, that is a really good indication of why you should be skeptical. And if they played with that number, which evidence is they did, what other numbers did they play with? Anything that makes this right, anything that tries to put a positive spin, this is all coming after Joe Biden, Jen Psaki, and the rest of the bunch complained to the media, hey, you guys aren't giving us good enough coverage. Yes, exactly right. And interestingly enough, the New York Times on Thursday ran a story, growth is surging in Biden's economy. Why don't voters feel better? (laughs) So this isn't working politically. This lie, everyone knows the economy is in the tank. So their their uh, approach is to have the media lie to us and talk about how wonderful the Biden economy is. And everybody actually goes to the store and shops and sees the inflation. They actually fill their tanks and sees the price of energy. They actually see the empty shelves. And that they can't get items they order. So they see the supply chain problem. So the the fact that the media is being told and whipped into this, you know, glory to the uh, emperor kind of mode isn't playing with the country who actually has to live with the uh, policies which are hurting us. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want those of you who are younger are not going to understand this remark you millennials and you younger folks, but those of you who are a little bit older will, now you know what it's like to live with Pravda, okay? Because that is what the mainstream media is. They are Pravda. They have become a state organ, and that's it. 
They do not report the truth. They report what the state wants you to know. And if you violate the state order of information, they want to cancel you. And then you'll have sidekick entertainers like Joni Mitchell, who I adore, but Joni Mitchell and Neil Young, I have never been crazy about Neil Young coming out and, and trying to bully everybody. We're going to take our music off of Spotify unless they get rid of Joe Rogan. Well, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, they always need a scapegoat. And it's, you know, they are now running this new thing that misinformation is the biggest problem we have. They're running, you know, basically truth detectors in the schools and also on PSAs on TV. I've seen, I don't know if you've seen that advertising where the people are stuck in an elevator that starts flooding. And they're calling this the flood of misinformation that we have to be on guard for. And it basically is don't share posts on social media before it's truth detected and and checked out by truth detectors. And there is a major expose in BizPack Review, American Wire News, and uh, there are two or three other sources about one of these truth detectors. And this this is called NewsGuard. And who is behind NewsGuard? And this whole thing with NewsGuard, Diana, one day we're going to have to really, we we have to really analyze, because the AFT now is yep. is putting NewsGuard in front of every American school child so that they can yep. indoctrinate them into only believing left-wing news. Exactly right. And this is being rolled out not only in schools, but in the media. I mean, this is a real program that the left is running in a lot of the institutions. And I think you're right to put a spotlight on it because it's something that people will notice sort of on the margins, but they don't realize this is a propaganda outreach that's basically designed to snow the American people. Speaking of Blizzard Day. Now, we have two other things to discuss. i got to take a break first. So, Princess Di, hold on. We'll be right back, okay? Okay. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Saturday in the snowy parks of New York. And I'm going to urge you once again, while you still can, if you have elderly neighbors, please, please, please go check on them. Knock on the door, just check to see if they're okay, if they need anything, before this storm gets out of control. WABC with Chicago bringing us back. Well, that's a ways off. Yeah, which thinking is right. Okay, let's get back with Princess Diana. Who is graciously, you know, the princess doesn't like to wait. So, Your Majesty, we apologize for uh, keeping you waiting. It's perfectly all right. You have a pardon. Thank you. I'm glad pardons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I needed one of those. Um, uh, Listen, princess. Um, Oh, I like the way that's. Listen, princess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tell yeah, me look, how the, it is. The, the left says that they are not to blame for Joe Biden's problems. That article was in The Hill earlier this week. What what do you think about that? Well, I think it's very interesting because it's so defensive. They are actually reactionary and defensive because that has been the accusation by some heavy hitters, including Carville. James Carville. um, Yes, who has blamed stupid wokeness for their electoral problems. 
And there was a really interesting article in the New York Times uh, this week called Confessions of a Liberal Heretic. This is by Roy T.X. Sierra. I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but he wrote with John Judas a very influential book in 2002 called The Emerging Democratic Majority. And Democrats have loved this guy because they are crowned the inevitable ruling political party in the book. And he came out today or this week and said that the Democrats are getting it all wrong. And because of the left and because of the wokeness, they completely are missing the boat. And in fact, they have lost the working class of all races. And he basically has said, this is the left's problems. Biden's problems are because of the left. And a bunch of heavy hitters have said that. So this piece in the Hill is basically saying, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. This is because they say that Biden is not leftist enough and that the base is demoralized. So it's the moderates' fault if if the Democrats lose Congress in November. So this infighting between the left and the moderates, which, of course, is a label that there really aren't any moderates in the Democrat Party, but let's go with it. But that fight has been ongoing from the get-go, and that is the true dissension. They're always writing in the media about problems and fights on, on the Republican Party, but the real one is on the left and in the Democrat Party. So it's an enjoyable problem that they have. And one of the interesting stats in that article is quoting the latest Pew research, among black adults, just 60% approve of Biden's job performance. Goodness. If you only have 60% approval among African-Americans, you cannot win an election nationally. So this is why they're worried. And also this is why the Supreme Court pick just happens to be coming up now, because they're hoping to get that group back under their camp. I don't think it's going to work, but that's what the political background is on the Supreme Court retirement. Wow. Now, I first became aware of Thomas B. Edsel when Rush read an article for him from him. And I think I'm I'm trying to remember what do you remember what that article was? I I don't remember the title, but basically it was the new Obama coalition where they basically explicitly said they were not going after the white white working class class. at all. They were putting together the Rainbow Coalition, the coalition of leftist groups, and they were doing it as a political plan. And under Obama, it seemed to work. But Thomas B. Etzel, I think, is always worth reading because he points out really important uh, political advances. Well, Ed Saul says now that America is split and now it's in very, very dangerous territory. Yes. Well, in my opinion, this is because Thomas B. Edsel also wrote a piece in January called The Law of Unintended Political Consequences, in which he talks about leftist money has been steering the Democrat Party wrong. You've got all of these think tanks and a lot of these foundations that got lots of money and injected lots of money into the political system after um, George Floyd. And um, in the January 5th column, Edsel pointed out how that was hurting the Democrats. And I bet he got blowback 
on that because this piece is the standard issue. You know, Republicans are divisive and it's terrible and it's, you know, because the white population feels a threat. The U.S. is perniciously polarized and all of these things. And the only solution is we need more wealth distribution. So this piece came sort of supporting the left after he had knocked it down. But the point to always remember is the left only worries about polarization when they're losing. Never forget that. I'm putting that as another principle. Other than that, they can be as polarizing as they want, but they worry about divisiveness, lack of civility, mean-spiritedness, and extremism, all when they are losing. When they're winning, they can be all those things. No problem. Princess Di, once again, we so appreciate your wisdom and your words. Thank you so much. We'll speak with you next week. Thank you, Your Highness. Your wonderfulness. Thank you, James. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden. Coming back, your phone calls will take us home in our last segments of the show. Don't go away. Come into the phone when we get back. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. Oh, my goodness. We should break in out the oldies. This is Lena Horne. The famous, the incredible, the beautiful. Miss Lena Horne on WABC. Stormy weather. Wonderful selection. You made my day. Folks, great day if you have uh, if you have the wood and it's dry to put it in the fireplace, get your fire going. Enjoy being inside and looking at the snow. If you can and you have elderly neighbors, I urge you, I urge you, please, go knock on the door. If you don't have the number, if you have the number, call them. Check on them. Make sure that they're okay. See if they need anything. See if they need you to bring them some food. Because they may not have been able to get to the stores. There was a lot of panic buying going on last night in advance of the storm. So please, let's take care of each other during this, what's being called the snow bomb. Let's head back to the telephones and let's go to John Vito in Staten Island. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. Good morning. How are you? Good, John. Thank you. All right. Anyway, uh, thanks for being there. Thanks for following following. The great Rush Limbaugh, you know, I, I go back a long time, and that's, I don't I don't read the paper. I'm too cheap to buy the paper, because <laughs> I don't have that much time, even though I'm retired. But I got the education from the radio, AM radio. Wonderful. Grant and going back. So I'm not that informed, but, you know, as far as day by day, other stuff, but the radio and maybe the news a little bit. Now, I, I, I want to touch up <laughs> different, different points I, I, I want to make. At this point, I have to tell you, I really feel disarmed. I just feel like you want to surrender for whatever goes on these days as far as the White House, as far as who's running, who's pushing the buttons. I really don't understand. There's nobody nobody that could be held accountable for all these actions. We are the left stock of the world right now, considering going back, my cousins, they had to jump ship 
and they had to marry here an American citizen in order to be left alone. Otherwise, they would be deported. Now, and thanks to them, I come. I kind of came came in this country too. Now, with all these wrong things going on, this action wrong going on, I, I say, what's the term? Who's watching the store? What's going on? How are we going to do? We just talk and talk. Who's supposed to make the move? No, we don't just see, somebody, see. somebody accountable for this. John. The White House and whoever is around the White House and the ex-president, they have nothing to say. If I fought for this country, I didn't, okay, because I came of age when I came over. And uh, anyway, uh, that's something else. Uh, I, I will be offended to say that I, I risk my life for this country, for what we have right now. And I'm John, let me, let, John, let me jump in here. Thank you for the call, number one. And, and you are very well informed, which is why you're concerned to the extent that you are. Let me say this to you. In America's system moves what some people think is slowly, but it is really not that slow. Every two years, we get a chance to actually voice our displeasure. And what it looks like is going to happen is that this year, these Democrats who have been inflicting this lawlessness on America will be taken to the woodshed electorally. They are going to be removed from office, many of them. You see voices popping up. We just talked about a recall movement in Los Angeles. You already see pushback during the very first week that this DA in Manhattan decides that he wants to let criminals, more criminals out on the streets now. If you go all around this country, you just heard Princess die. 60% of Democrats themselves are unhappy with Biden. There is accountability in our election system. And we, the American people, are going to demand that these Democrats be removed from office and that they be held accountable. Thank you, John Vito, for the call. We really appreciate you. Mike, St. James, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Oh. Hello, Bo. Yes, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Mike Cronin of St. James, formerly of St. Albans. I, uh, All right. Is is there, in regard to the Westchester Airport situation, has there been any response from, say, Schumer, Pelosi, Pisaki, or the Homeland Security Director? Of course not. Because they all know what we know. American citizens are watching this and they are aghast that these illegal immigrants are being flown and deposited in American cities, including Westchester County Airport, in the middle of the night. They are aghast. So, no, these Democrats don't want to talk about their own lawlessness, and we shouldn't expect them to. What should happen here is that every single Republican in this state needs to get behind Westchester. And he's running for governor, by the way the Westchester County executive, who is pointing out what is happening here. And also, I have to say, even though I still hope she gets primaried because of that vote on infrastructure, that Staten Island Congresswoman Maliotokis is absolutely right and is doing a great job when it comes to defining the lawlessness that is taking place with regard to this illegal immigration. And she and another New York congresswoman are demanding that Joe Biden have to face impeachment over it. And both of them are absolutely right. This is the American president. This is the Democrat Party in a whole. This is also the United Nations underneath it all funding the breakdown of America's borders. This cannot be allowed to continue unabated. Let us go to Susan in Brooklyn, WABC Talk Radio 77. Thanks for the call, Mike. 
Susan, welcome. WABC with James Golden. James, you put a bounce in my step when you read that um, statement by Charlemagne Lagarde. But, uh, the main thing about that uh, is that he called out the uh, Biden uh, regime for gaslighting, a.k.a. lying, and that, it, that this is especially it's hurting everyone. But it's it's disproportionately hurting minorities, and it's it's ringing a bell. I think they've known it all along, but now it's just becoming so overwhelming that they're joining the real world. I I, I really commend him, um, not necessarily his total uh, you know terms, but that's that's okay. Just get the truth out. And I want to say three things quickly that um, President Trump did. Besides everything else, this is specifically about how it's, uh, he um, uh, lifted up all boats in, with his policies, the results of his policies. For the first time, um, students that did not graduate from high school were able, had the lowest, un, were able to get jobs. Their unemployment rate was going down. That never happened under Obama or Clinton or any of them, even even Bush. Okay, he funded the black colleges permanently. He also, in the District of Columbia, which is one of the worst uh, school systems, he got charter schools for them. He put, uh, somehow got that through one of his bills. And the Biden administration, I believe, is trying to take that away. And it was the one bright light, even That's one mayor- of the things that the teachers, de- the teachers union is demanding that black kids be forced and minority kids and all kids be forced into these failing government schools that they not be given an opportunity. That's who these people are, along with trying to indoctrinate your children with this news guard nonsense. Susan, thank you so much. What a wonderful caller you are. We're so grateful for you, and we're glad to hear from you every week. Let us turn to Jeff in Forest Hills, Queens, New York. Jeff, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. Good morning, James, Mr. Bowe. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me, and I just want to tell you I love you. I love everything you do. You're a great guy. You know, you can be bumming out. You're on the radio, and then you start, you know, your mind starts working. Uh, just two quick things. Um, this Biden guy with the, with the planes coming in the middle of the night, isn't he doing the same thing that Castro did to us back in the 80s when he released everybody in jail into America? Well, you're and talking about the, that was the boat lift, and that was under Jimmy yeah, Carter. Where where Castro, you raise this, let me just address it really quick. The Marietta boat lift, Castro emptied his prisons and sent them over here on boats thanks to Democrat President Jimmy Carter, who accepted it. And crime immediately started soaring in the United States. So, yes, this is very similar. Next, so what's, what's your next point? Planes in, planes in the middle of the night, same thing. Okay, two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I want to take a moment out with, with all the officers that showed up for this funeral. I commend all of them. I mean, if you don't have a, a, a pulse in your body, if you weren't moved by what you saw, then I don't think you have a pulse. And this Cuomo guy is out, right? So I was thinking, you know, to, to take one officer or one fireman and name it after him, that's selfish. So why don't all the soldiers, all the firemen, all the cops that risked their lives and died for us, let's name this bridge the Fallen Hero Bridge. And it could have a special observatory just for the families, perhaps. They could, maybe could tweak it out with maybe, I don't know, something, a plaque or something. But let's change this name and let's, let's, let's put something in stone for all these people that died for us and, and, and their families. So they, 
Jeff, what a wonderful idea. What a wonderful idea. Instead of the bridge being named for Cuomo, make the tap what was known as the Tap Enzy Bridge, the Fallen Heroes Bridge. I simply love that idea, and I hope it spreads like wildfire. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Paul in the Bronx, WABC with James Golden. What's up, Paul? Hi, I'm a retired NYPD detective. Two of your previous callers mentioned the possible criminal culpability of the mother in this case. That's a fact because she's a retired corrections captain. Now, corrections officers, all they do is search uh, cells, look under beds for contraband weapons. She had to know those weapons were there. And on another note, please check out the Dobbs Ferry Deli shooting. Janine Pirro said that. The Dobbs Ferry Deli shooting. Okay. Yeah, he left us. Detect, thank you, sir. We appreciate your service to New York. Thank you so much. Let us see if we can squeeze in Gail from Staten Island with the time we have left. Gail, welcome. Please write to your point. What's on your mind today, Gail? Okay. I was listening to your radio show from early in the morning. Uh, number one, the tragedy of George Floyd was the perfect storm that ignited this country. We were already on the precipice to be swerved where we are today. Both sides of the administration are power-hungry and money-making. And as far as that woman that called earlier, yes, she had to know her son was a cop-hater. And that should have been told to those young men when they were going into that house. My son is a cop-hater. And that maybe would have changed the way they went into that home. Gail, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We're going to end up with our Gracie from Rockland. Gracie, we time's running out, but I wanted to squeeze you in there. Good morning, Gracie. Good morning, Sir Bo. Listen, Biden, whether you love him or you hate him, is still a lousy president. Trump, whether you love him or you hate him, was a wonderful president. And I'm tired of them always qualifying. Trump, whether you love him or you hate him, he was wonderful. Good morning. Good morning, Gracie. We love you and you know what when history is written if it is written objectively and the accomplishments that Donald Trump are put in clear light with all this political mud that has been thrown not only at Donald Trump but at his family by people like this so-called attorney general of New York Letitia James who is a Trump hater who ran against Trump who is persecuting not just President Trump but the Trump family when all this stuff is clear And Donald Trump's accomplishments are known and widely known. He will be regarded as one of the best presidents the United States has ever, ever had. James Golden, it has been a joy to be with you on Saturday, every Saturday. And also, I'm here Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock. Please be safe. Please be safe. Do not drive in the snow if you don't have to. Check on your elbow. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.